0: And this is Claire. I'm 46. Hello. Joy's 46. <laughs> Welcome to Joy's first episode as a 46 year old. Welcome to the middle of September. We are recording this a full week in advance. In a very bizarre, it was like the middle of the afternoon. We both had a break in work, making it work. I am going to Jackson Hole this weekend, or to Jackson, Wyoming, to visit mm-hmm. my friend Steph. Over the years, recording has just become such a part of my life that I often forget that this is like something I need to reschedule if I'm traveling. This has happened probably like the last three or four times I've traveled, right, Joy, where I text you like the day before I'm leaving. I'm like, oh no.
1: You're like, oh no, I'm going on a trip. we I did it again.
0: <laughs> and so like when I was in Steamboat, I just recorded from Steamboat. When I was in Wisconsin, I just recorded when we were there. We've made it work. We always make it work. And this time, we were able to make it work to get it quickly. Yeah. It somehow
1: I feel like the podcast itself is its own person that at this point, it's like, it just makes it somehow work. Yes. I don't even know. It's bigger than us now where I'm like, how does that always happen where we just make it work?
0: It just happens. <laughs> we just find time. Like there's always an hour that just works. It just happens to happen. Lucky you guys.
1: Lucky, Lucky you, guys. you. Never miss a
0: beat. And we had a couple of folks in the chat who are here in the middle of their day or at very late at night for some people like Mira, who is a 1030. Who said she's a
1: sleep procrastinator. Are you a sleep procrastinator? I used to be that in college. I was so... This is the weirdest thing. I just remember staying up, staying up with my roommates and not wanting to go to bed because I didn't want the next day to come because I was having so much fun with them at night. And I just didn't, I was like, I don't want the day to end. And I don't want to, because I worked so hard. I had like so many jobs and I didn't want to go to school. So I like would just delay sleep for as long. I mean, that was like, now we are, they're very different people. But just, I think back, I have vivid memories of sitting up in the room being like,
0: I don't want to. I know, I feel that way. Parenting sometimes makes me feel that way where I'm like, I will stay up for no good reason other than that like it's the only time of the day where somebody doesn't need something from me where I'm like I am shooting myself in the foot here because I know that tomorrow morning is going to come real quick and I should just close my turn off my phone and turn off my light and close my eyes but 11 11 30 rolls around and I'm still just like doing nothing yeah
1: it's so but. weird I do that sometimes like right now I mean granted I fall asleep pretty much the same time but if I get like stuck on a reality show like Selling OC came out with the new season and I was like, I don't want to go to bed. I want to watch the whole season in one night.
0: (laughs) I constantly have people ask me at work, like, just conversationally and it's fine. Like, Oh, do you yeah. watch such and such show? Yeah. And my answer is always like, I don't because my, and it's not, like, I feel like it's, I don't want to say like, Oh, I don't watch TV because that sounds so like, I don't do TV pretentious. Like, Oh, I don't watch TV. Cause we I don't think, have
1: television. Yeah.
0: Because the, the, the reality is that I don't watch TV, but right. I would if I could. Sure. It's not like, uh, on principle, I don't watch TV. It's like, my life is too chaotic for Your me to allow myself right, yeah. to get yeah. into like a TV series and then not right. be able to watch it. However, speaking of TV series, you guys, the new Bake Off season, Mere Moments Away, next week. And when you hear this, it'll be a week away, like a week and some days. Yeah, that's so, exciting. I know. It comes out the last week of September. I am so excited. I love doing that podcast so much. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, I'm pretty sure you do. But Joy and I do a weekly reaction podcast, I would say, to The Great British Bake Off. And we release it. The new episodes come out in the US on Netflix on Fridays. So we watch the show on Friday, and then we record the episode Saturday morning, release it on Saturday, like mid-morning. Throughout the season, I will bake the technical bake from the previous week and talk about it on the next week's episode. So like the first week, obviously, I don't do that. But so the second week around, I will bake the technical bake from week one and talk about it in week two of like, this is what it was like as a normal to bake this like swamp pudding
1: (laughs) right like something very obscure that paul hollywood or prue exactly that like i would
0: never attempt in my wildest dreams normally and i love it because it like pushes me to bake things i wouldn't normally bake but it also is it's sort of like you know how everybody talks about can we just get like a normal person in the olympics that's how i feel i'm like i'm the normal person who's trying to figure out how to like make bagels rise
1: Mm-hmm, right. Yeah. I heard they're getting rid of theme weeks this year. Maybe I read. I that wouldn't
0: wrong. hate that. I mean, they have to do some sort of theme week, but like, Well,
1: it just started becoming a little.
0: It got racist,
1: you know, and like yeah. the weird costumes that they were do that that yeah. they would do that felt a little inappropriate. Yeah, they probably anyway. got
0: a lot of backlash from the Mexican yeah. week last time. That was so bad. That was, it was bad.
1: <laughs> um, okay, so but backing up, do you if you had all the time in the world what shows would you watch? Like what, are any of like the trashy reality shows at all interesting to you? Like, do no, you have any? No, but like,
0: <laughs> I haven't, I still haven't even seen Ted Lasso. Like, oh, okay. that okay. is how, sure. you know, like there are some of these things where I'm like, this is a cultural reference at this point like a generational staple sure like i haven't seen ted lasso i haven't Mm -hmm. i didn't i didn't see any of those like hbo shows that were really popular like the last of us or any of that the only series that we are into as a family that we will watch is the mandalorian which still a little pedro pascal moment but or boba fett like any of the star wars spinoffs and that's but that's purely because i can watch it with the kids granted some of those shows are intense but no, I really want to, though. We just Scott haven't gotten to it. it. Is he it actually good?
1: asked that. Ye- yeah, he loves it. He was watching it yesterday. He's like, is Claire watching this? I was like, I, I
0: need, need to. I really yeah. need to. We got to get into that. That's a, maybe we'll do that this weekend. Did Catch say up because right? it's like Ashoka. Ahsoka. I don't know.
1: Sorry. Sorry it's, if I pronounced it incorrectly. Star Wars people. Asaika. Asoka. Ahsoka.
0: Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Yeah. yeah I sorry. Know. Sorry.
1: Sorry. Sorry. Don't come. I don't know me. either.
0: Okay. And I'm like mm-hmm. into that stuff. And I don't. She was. She was like a really minor character in a few episodes of the Mandalorian in the last season. Or about mm-hmm. was it Boba Fett or the Mandalorian? I think she kind of is like showed up a little bit in both. But I love how they – I think it's going – I don't love – I don't have the, like, history with the original Star Wars series that a lot of people do. It was a little bit before my time, like, just by a couple years, just by enough that by the time that I was kind of, like, old enough to be into Star Wars, it was a little bit old for me. So I didn't grow up with Star Wars and I didn't get into it. I know I've told this story before until Miles came home from the first day of kindergarten and his like PE teacher is such so into Star Wars. And Miles was like, Mom, have you ever heard of Dark Vader? I was like, I have heard of Dark
1: Vader. So cute. I love that Dark Vader. So we
0: got into Star Wars like that day and Miles was Luke Skywalker for Halloween in kindergarten. Like we got it, like we went in hard immediately. Got super into The Mandalorian because that was like starting to come out right as we got into star wars so it was like perfect timing okay joanna joanna Joh- i want to pronounce your name correctly i know it looks like joanna but i could be wrong okay says that she is the main character a main character in clone wars the tv series the h is silent okay so joanna <laughs> um <laughs> thank you <laughs> so that's good good to know but so I, um, yeah, we need to get into that. That's a good call. Uh, but yeah, other than that, like people are, I don't know, people are just constantly telling me. Yeah. Like apparently. Like sh-
1: it, but it's very specific to the shows that I think you would like versus yes. the shows that are popular. Because like, I don't know if you'd love Succession. I I think it's no. one of the best written shows of all times, but I don't think you would like it for very obvious reasons. Like right. it's just very like stressful and t- intense. The Bear, sure, I think you might be interested in some of it, but it is, it's a little fast paced. But I also think, again, like, the characters are just lovely and amazing. I I, also
0: wonder, though, like, would I be so impacted by stressful TV shows if I watched a lot of TV? Sure. So maybe, you know, it's also that, like, I take those things very hard because I don't see a lot of stuff. And so – or like um what was the there was there's just it feels like there's a lot of things on Apple TV right now that people are always um suggesting to me. Like there was that Kelly Slater documentist documentary series that
1: was really and
0: good, yeah. oh have you seen the Apple climate change commercial that just came out? No. <gasps> oh, you're gonna love it. It's Oh no so it's a it's literally a commercial for like okay. Apple's climate report and the main character in the commercial is Octavia Spencer not as a, not to spoil the surprise but yeah yeah but then I was talking about this someone at work today and they were like oh have you seen Truth Be Told and I was like no I've never even heard of it I don't watch TV <laughs> yeah
1: she's in that show right yeah. and so she's yeah. like it's amazing okay. you should watch mm-hmm. it
0: it's on Apple TV so like this stuff just comes up all the time where people are like oh it's amazing you would love it and I'm like I don't it's not that I disagree with you maybe, it's just that like yeah. maybe in like five years I'll start watching TV again TV for adults and not even like." for adults tv not for kids
1: <laughs> yeah
0: i do watch a lot of gabby's dollhouse if anyone out there other gabby dollhouse families
1: well i'm just interested because it's like what is your benchmark for television right now because you don't watch it but i i have been watching i do need to get into some of the apple tv i know i watched um platonic which i thought was really cute with seth rogan and yep it'll come to me um rose Rose, 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 anyone? But she is also in physical. She was in bridesmaids. She's amazing. But uh, that was really cute. But I'm really into Real Housewives of New York right now. I actually just got on Peacock because... I was like, I refuse to pay for a subscription because I don't really watch that many shows. And then also, do I really need to pay for reality TV right now? But they were having a deal for the next three months. That's only $2 a month for until... Thank you, Roseburn. I knew you'd come through. Thank you, Morgan. They have a deal for three months. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to just... Cram a bunch of reality. But the thing is, Real Housewives of New York right now has Jenna Lyons, and I'm obsessed with Jenna Lyons, who was the big lead fashion designer of J. Crew for 30 years and then moved on to do a television show and. Is just amazing. She has a lash brand because she doesn't have lashes. She has a genetic disorder where she doesn't have lashes. She has like issues with her teeth and her hair. So she created this really like natural lash brand. She's just like a really cool person to watch. I'm kind of obsessed with her. Like she's definitely one of those palace intrigue people that I just want to like be on a fly on the wall in her life. And so Real Housewives of New York cast her as one of the Real Housewives. I've been watching it religiously. I don't think it's a very interesting show. Let me just say that. Like they were reaching for drama. these, these women are actually like in, in the real world, they're probably just like normal women live in their lives, but Real Housewives have to have the drama. So they kind of like fabricate so many things that really aren't that big of a deal. So as far as like content drama, drama wise, it's not that great, but I do love some Jenna Alliance and she delivers. I just love her fashion. Like I would dress exactly like her every single, every single day. So that's my latest television yeah. love.
0: I think of you every time I see Jenna Alliance because I do think like in – if you were like a – I don't even know. Like if – I don't know. If you were like a um, Miranda Priestley type of character, that's how you would dress. Yeah. She's the best. Okay. So today we were – Joy our texting, which is rare, honestly, that we plan a topic for a podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> episode – but I've been thinking about therapy a lot, and we always get really good feedback when we talk about therapy, and I wanted to talk about it today a little bit. As a disclaimer, everyone knows Joy is a licensed mental health therapist. She has been a professional therapist for, what, 15 years? 20 plus. 20 plus It's been years? forever. At this for- point, just like
1: divide my age in half. That's how long I've been doing therapy.
0: Right. So she is... <laughs> A professional in this field with a lot of personal clinical experience however none of this is medical advice don't take it personally if you feel like you have something that this resonates with you that makes you feel like you want to seek out personal therapy you are always welcome and encouraged to reach out to us if you don't know where to start with that process but this is not meant as any type of medical advice disclaimer over I was thinking about therapy the other day because I was like okay I feel like over my lifetime and definitely over the last 10 years I have tried talk therapy with five or six different therapists over the last 10 years and probably Probably over a dozen different therapists in my life. I've worked with therapists, individual, any given therapist, for anywhere from like a couple sessions to a couple years. I've done group, like support groups that were like talk therapy based, but in a group setting. I've done couples therapy that was talk therapy based. I don't feel like I've ever gotten anywhere with talk therapy. What? What are my other choices? And like, what is this a thing? Are people just like is talk? Is talk, talk therapy just like flat out not work for some people? Is it me? Or is it the talk therapy? Is really what I'm trying to ask. It's me. Hi. Yeah. Am I the problem? Because part of me is like, am I too broken for therapy to work? Or is no, it like, that's no, how I feel? I'm like, no. I-
1: and I, yeah, I, people feel like that. Where they're like, I must be so broken, but and my, I don't
0: even feel like devastatingly broken. No, I'm just like, there I, are some things I'd like to tweak, and I yeah. cannot get to them through You Can't crack medium. the code. Yeah, yeah you're you're it. that
1: type of. Per- I don't see you as a type of person that like thinks you're like crying on your floor at night, being like, I'm so broken that I can. No, but my first question would be like, what is your expectation? What do you expect when you get out of therapy or when you go into talk therapy? What are you expecting to get from it?
0: I think that I just always hear people talk about like, oh, therapy has been so amazing for me. It was really life changing. I don't know how those people are qualifying or quantifying that statement for themselves. But I don't feel like I've, if anything, I feel like if I've gone into therapy saying, okay, I'm trying to work on my anxiety or I'm trying to work on. A relationship or a dynamic within a relationship, or I want to like resolve some like traits with how I not resolve, like, I want to work on some conflict traits that I have from childhood patterns. Like, I don't ever feel like I get anywhere. I have tried being both like very broad and just like, I just want to go in and like try to see how it goes and maybe bring some more insight into why I am the way I am or why I do the things that I do. All the way down to like there is a communication pattern when I'm in conflict that I want to address. So I guess my answer is like it has varied over the years of what I'm trying to accomplish. But it feels like a lot of times when I go into that situation, either nothing changes or it almost feels like it makes it worse because then I'm just dwelling on the problem and I'm more focused and like aware of the problem.
1: So let's take the example of like, when you've felt like it was more of like a granular specific issue, were you given tools to walk through that differently
0: yeah and i think that maybe it's like okay so let's use an example a very specific example so not to like you know get really awkward and personal but
1: you can like pretend or you can like make something up too if you want. well
0: it's gonna be easier if i can just i mean it's not I, i don't feel like weird about it it doesn't feel like you know a raw wound okay so I know I've alluded in the past to having like sort of an emotionally chaotic childhood for a variety of reasons. You know, my parents divorced when I was nine. My stepmom, my dad, the first person my dad married after my mom was a little bit crazy. She was like, I don't want to use crazy as a pejorative term. She was looking back now. I know that we don't like diagnose people unofficially, but the way that she acted and the ways that she treated me were in line with what I've the way I've heard people describe borderline personality disorder and narcissism. And so obviously that created a chaotic environment during my youth and adolescence. And it also created a situation where my personality is like very upfront and almost like a little bit confrontational. But then I grew up in this um, environment where being where conflict was incredibly unpredictable. And so it has created a difficulty in, me in my adult life with approaching conflict without, how do I put this? Like when I approach conflict, I go into it with my guard up right away. And so that is something that I tried to work through with therapy. Like, okay, how can I like approach conflict from a more neutral place? the tools that I was given in that were, you know, were seem to really mostly be around like awareness of what's going on. Okay. When you go into conflict, notice this, notice that I would say that is representative of other times I've gone to therapy and other tools I've been given where it's just been really around like, okay, notice when that's happening. What does that feel like? What does it do just brought? And so for whatever reason, it just feels like it's like puts this microscope on that experience. That's as far as I feel like it ever got.
1: Mm, yeah. And for you, from what I know, you just as my friend, of like awareness of emotions amplifies it for you in a way that's uncomfortable. Yeah. It and kind of I would does the opposite say- for you.
0: <laughs> Right. Well, and I also wouldn't say that I'm not emotionally aware. Like, I think that's a, that, that is a assumption that a lot of people make about me because I'm not very expressive. People assume that that translates into a lack of emotional awareness. And that is absolutely not the case.
1: No, I would say the reverse for you. Like yeah. you are acutely aware.
0: I would agree. So bringing more awareness and some, but I just feel like, so then it's like, okay, well, maybe this isn't the right therapist. Maybe this isn't the right like type of, of talk therapy. So I I don't necessarily want to go into, like, dissecting all of, like, my my therapy experiences, but just more, like, is there a type of people – are there a type of people for whom talk therapy is not effective? And, like, if that's the case, what are our other options? (laughs) Because – It feels like talk therapy is like what people talk talk about when they talk about therapy.
1: I would say, yeah, I would say it's not for everybody. I'd say therapy is great. It's one tool. A lot of people, this is me, my opinion. This is not, I'm not going to speak for every therapist out there, but I, I would say that, I mean, I've counseled hundreds of people in my career. And there really are some people who do better with talk therapy than others. But it's not it's not a one size fits all approach that talk therapy should be this magic tool that's going to quote unquote fix you. It's like, is this a good fit for you? And also, again, it does have a lot to do with the therapist like with you, if that was a situation where you could have been like, and again, you could have said something, you could have not said something, it may even just come down to the fact that it's not like your jam. But in those instances, you, you could say to the therapist, like, this is not working for me, I need something else. Like, that's also an option. And you could also say this just doesn't fit with me i've not yet felt like this is a this is a method that gets me anywhere that makes me feel like i'm improving what i want to improve so i wouldn't i don't i mean therapy is a great tool and it's not the only tool you know some people it's i look at it kind of like journaling <laughs> I used to journal all the time in my 20s. I like novels, but I don't journal anymore. I don't like writing. I would go to therapy, talk therapy every single week in my 20s. Now I kind of dip in and out of it. Like I really haven't seen the therapist that I was seeing in a while for a variety of reasons, but... I just kind of dip in and out of it myself based on like what I am feeling helps me the most. And I'm not trying to be cliche, but some people truly just get their help and their enlightenment from like going on a hike, like sitting in nature, like you, you're really good at connecting with nature. And you have a you live by a really cool trail and like going hiking or meeting with friends. And so I think that to put that stigma on ourselves that maybe Talk therapy, quote unquote, doesn't work for me. I must be broken is not really, I don't think you should feel bad about that.
0: I think that that's helpful. And I I wouldn't necessarily say that I think about it as like, oh, I've failed at talk therapy. I think, and I, I, you know, I've over the years have done a variety of those types of things where it's like, I'll bring up to my therapist, hey, this doesn't feel like it's working. It feels like it's making it worse. And we'll try different things. And Mm. are there types of therapy other than talk therapy? Because I will say, like, still, You know, I I feel like I have a robust uh, menu available to me of other coping mechanisms, but the root of whatever it is that I'm trying to get to still remains sort of in there. It does feel like, Big part of me wants a professional who knows how to get in there, but I'm just like, I don't want to spend another like 120 bucks an hour to go through like six so like, more months with a talk therapist right. where like, I've never moved the needle this way. Yeah. Why would I think this would be different? Yeah. So what are my choices other than talk therapy? Well, I mean- we're going could, on a walk with my friends. I mean- I-
1: I don't I, I you know I was exploring ketamine therapy. That seemed like a really I, the only reason I couldn't I said this before. I am totally open to trying it in the future, just now is not the time for me. Yeah. No, I would say exploring options and I know you've done EMDR before. When how long did you do EMDR for EMDR for?
0: EMDR was very specific for me. It was to get over a P, to get over PTSD symptoms from my miscarriages.
1: Mm, okay.
0: So that was like probably the one time where it was like, this is a very hyper thing. Yeah. And that's what what
1: EMDR is is very, it can, it can be used for a variety of things, but EMDR is very specific. It is very effective for very specific traumas. So something that you have like an incident that you really just can't stop replaying. And that actually might be really helpful for the thing that you're feeling stuck on. It can be really helpful for childhood stuff. Uh, So that might be something to explore. And I, the thing I love about EMDR is that it doesn't require a lot of talking. You just kind of like let your brain do the work. The therapist will ask some questions here and there, but you don't have to do a lot of processing. And I think like the talking processing is just not the thing that's helpful for you right now. So EMDR, obviously the psychedelic options that they have right now that are merging are, could be
0: helpful what do people mean when they talk about integrated therapy?
1: Like in what way?
0: I don't, I don't know. This is just like another phrase that I've, you know, this is, cause here's the thing. Here's like the story I have in my head about therapy is that like I see all these people on Instagram who are like therapy changed my life. Therapy has been so amazing. It's been, you know, it saved my life, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't discount that. I obviously it would not be so highly recommended by everyone if it wasn't, couldn't have that effect. But I, so, but I really like notice those messages because it, so it doesn't resonate with me. And something I've been noticing, seeing more as people saying like, oh, I, I can't believe I hadn't tried integrated therapy before. I'm mm. like, so I don't know if that's like a, maybe I, it's just what the word for like different types of therapies. Well, I was thinking together. like,
1: could be like an art therapist or mind body or someone who does yoga or someone who does like people who integrate Eastern right. Western practices. Mean anything. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I, and I've tried it all. I've done Reiki. I got certified in Reiki. I've tried all the energy healings. I've tried, I mean, and so I think that's another piece that you could certainly try that. But I also am careful with people who start to kind of spin because you are so fixated on this one thing that it might be worth and this is, this is also hard to talk about too, because I like without, I'm not your therapist. And without going into like the very detailed specifics of what the problem is, we can't develop like a really totally. robust treatment right. I don't treatment
0: like, a, like a care but, plan. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: But like, but like, that's the other piece of, are we over pathologizing
0: mm-hmm. something
1: that we really maybe take a break and step away for a while to kind of get some different clarity around it?
0: I think- I the I know that we could get kind of go down the rabbit hole and I know this is probably sounding like hey Claire and Joy, like you guys could probably have a conversation about why Joy should recommend for clear therapy like on your own time. But um, that's not what this podcast is about. So <laughs> sorry, I'm not sorry. But I, I think like people, I, I know that I'm not the only one who has tried therapy maybe for something super specific, maybe for something a little more broad and has just kind of come away from trying all the different options of, yeah, I tried a different therapist. That wasn't it. I tried, you know – The work, the like, I tried doing the worksheets. It wasn't the worksheets. I tried doing blah, blah, blah. That didn't move the needle to just open up that door. And it's like, okay, but if that's you and you, and yet you still feel like there is something within my psyche that I know is negatively impacting my behavior patterns in one way, shape or form, what am I supposed to do Mm -hmm. if talk therapy isn't the thing Mm-hmm. Like that's really the the people who I'm trying to, to like resonate with here is like because it, it can feel kind of helpless. And I but I also think that maybe a lot of these types of people and certainly I feel this way for myself. Like I recently read something or heard something on it's on, you know, social media of somebody saying like we talk about coping mechanisms as a negative thing and compartmentalizing as a negative thing. But they're also there for a reason and maybe frowned upon as, like, a long-term strategy. But, (laughs) like, is there – like, I I also, obviously, you know, I'm 35 years old and, like, this isn't, like, impacting my ability to be a contributing member of society in, like, a decent family dynamic. So Mm. is there also just this feeling that I'm sort of diet culture-esque feeling of, like – I'm missing out on this life-changing therapy experience that I don't really need to be worried about. And that's what I would say.
1: And because because when you said like coping skills or coping mechanisms, compartmentalizing, I tell people all the time to keep using those because there are a lot of people, and I would argue, I don't know every single thing obviously about your life, but I can venture to guess what you've been alluding to with your step-parent is like people with traumatic backgrounds and upbringings Learned coping skills because they had to survive. So you learn these skills as a young human to survive, and you learn to compartmentalize. And especially if you had a house where you didn't know who you were getting when you were walking in the door, you learn to adapt and you learn to do things with your behavior so that you could survive and that you couldn't, you wouldn't be the 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 receiving end of someone's wrath. And so those really served you for a long time. And then as you get older, you're kind of like, oh, this isn't really serving me anymore. So I have a lot of discussions with people around like, hey, you can keep doing that. That served you very well for a long time. That's like what's familiar to you. That's what you're used to falling back on. And that was your friend, your ally. But now things aren't serving you as much. So we kind of want to fall on some different things. But if that's something that you kind of need to fall back on every once in a while, and you need to compartmentalize to like get through your day because you went through a traumatic thing, like, that's okay. I think it's society does a disservice around like, feeling your feelings all the time. And like, don't go to negative coping patterns. But I'm like, you know what, like, if you need to, if we're using diet culture, like eat some sugar or whatever, it's like, that's okay. And I think that that's the messaging that sometimes happens with therapy of like that you're n- what you're not supposed to do or oh, I, people will always tell me like, Oh, I'm not I know I'm not supposed to do this. And it's like, you know what, like, we're not robots,
0: right? Are you harming we, other people by doing it? No, and we that, like,
1: endured a crap yeah. ton of stuff when we're younger that you like, now you're trying to figure out as an adult. And you put in 10,000 hours of practicing one behavior and now you're trying to undo that by practicing new behaviors. Like that's just, it's not just going to go away. So I think that to answer like the bigger question, and a lot of people are putting some great stuff in the chat too, of like agree about therapy. I'm not the best with therapy. Every time I have an appointment, the closer it gets, the more anxious I become. Like sure, exploring things can be anxious, but you should also be feeling better, not anxious about it. So maybe... You, te- you step away, you take a break. Don't judge yourself or beat yourself up because you're like, I'm just not going to enter this right now. I'm not going to do this right now. Um, I do that all the time. I feel bad that I kind of quit therapy about a couple months ago. I was like, I just... Sometimes I'll like hear myself talk for a few sessions and then I'm sick of hearing myself talk. <laughs> i just like... I just like, Irish goodbye my therapy. I do that as a therapist, you know? So like, don't feel bad about it. And I'm not going to put names because I just don't know what people feel comfortable sharing or not. I know you're putting it in the chat, but someone else said, I feel the same way. So far, my experience with therapy has been meh. So I kind of look at it as like any other self-exploration, self-improvement tool. I'm probably not going to be someone, and I know this, we're talking differently about like, these are licensed professionals who are here to help you in a certain way, but I'm not going to be the type of person that like goes to Burning Man for a spiritual experience or goes to a different country to do like an ayahuasca or something, you know, like I just, different tools are going to work for different people. Therapy is, is more mainstream. So I think that, that as humans, we think that that's, that should be like, we all should do it. Like we all should go to Erewhon and drink green juice because that's like, wow, that's the healthy thing to do. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd love some Erewhon here in Denver. <laughs>
0: <It's> like, but- <laughs> Joy, that's your favorite thing to do. I like- can <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like, so I just
1: want to make sure that also like access to therapy and the availability and people with insurance are not at you. So I think that having that discussion and making sure people don't feel guilty that if that's just not their jam or they don't have it available to them, you're not not missing out. Like you trying it multiple times and being like, I still feel like there's something stuck here. Right.
0: This is not like scratching the itch that I'm trying to like. That's not
1: you being so broken that therapy can't reach it. Let's take a quick break to hear about the podcast sponsors. Today, this episode is sponsored by our favorite makers of CBD products. Ned, 70 million Americans have chronic sleep issues. 50% of Americans deal with sleep deprivation. Are you one of them? You've probably dealt with this at some point in your life. And I know how difficult it can be. Have you heard me talking recently about how I wake up every morning at 330? Well, Full disclosure, for a couple months, I ran out of my sleep blend from Ned, and I do use that religiously, but I started taking it again. And guess what? I'm not waking up at 3.30 in the morning. It gives me the best night's rest. This is no joke. This is not made up. This is the real deal. Ned's products are crafted from the highest grade single origin ingredients, ethically sourced from some of the world's best small scale farms. Ned shares third-party lab reports, who farms their products, and their extraction process. Go to their website, helloned.com forward slash joy, and enter code joy for 15% off your first order. You can find products from ChapStick, which we love, to the Mellow Magnesium, also a huge fan if you need some nervous system reset throughout the day. It's a nice, mellow chill the Sleep Blend, the Brain Blend, you get the idea. They have products for everybody. You can go on there and take a quiz and get an idea of what would be best for you. Discover how their products can revolutionize your health. Get 15% off with code JOY. Go to helloned.com forward slash JOY or enter code JOY at checkout. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash JOY to get 15% off. Thank you so much for supporting the brands that support our podcast. This podcast is also sponsored by Act and Acre. Act and Acre scalp products. This is revolutionary. I have been thinking the whole time for the past 10 years since dry shampoo hit the shelves that we shouldn't be washing our hair that much. You know, you've heard it. All of the rhetoric. Don't wash your hair. Don't wash your hair. And then along comes Act and Acre and the founder, Helen, who says, hey, guys. I'm a tricologist. I've worked in the hair care industry forever. In comes Acton Acre. We've heard about great hair care, but this isn't hair care. It's scalp care. Start taking care of your scalp. It's trichologist developed. Helen is an expert. It's an expert developed brand. She is a board certified trichologist who specializes in holistic scalp health. For those who work out a ton, it's so important to remove sweat and buildup from the scalp in order to keep the best environment for healthy hair growth and avoiding any scalp conditions. They sent us products. I've tried it. I love it. It's very easy to use and I've tried it for a good week now and I can totally tell around where my scalp is. The hair right there is just so bouncy and buoyant. I just can't wait for you guys to try this too because it's been such a nice refreshing change for me. acton Acre is a line of scalp products that treat common scalp conditions like hair thinning, dandruff, flakes, and oily scalp. You probably know your skin type, but do you know your scalp type? If you have an oily face, you might have oily roots. Take their two-minute scalp quiz to find out what type of scalp you have and which products will work best for you. You'll receive a personalized report with recommendations on how to take care of your scalp. Take the quiz at actonager.com to customize your scalp routine. That's A-C-T-A-N-D-A-C-R-E dot com. Use discount code JOY20 for 20% off your order and support the podcast. We believe in this product. We only work with brands that we have developed a relationship with and trust that they are going to be good for you. Please support our show by going to actinacre.com and use discount code JOY20 for 20% off your order. Thank you so much, community, for supporting these products. It really helps the show.
0: I liked what you said about like, you know, we're always trying to, or I feel like we're always being told like, you got to feel your feelings. And like, sometimes that's just not good advice. I think, again, like there is a difference between using something constantly as a long-term coping mechanism, like just, you know, declaring like, I'm never going to feel my feelings ever again. Like that's psychopath behavior. But like, there's so much like, again, I shouldn't say psychopath behavior. You know what I mean? Like not like having feelings is like, so it makes us human. But I think there is this feeling of like, at, in order to be like a healed adult, I need to basically return myself to a blank slate where I take everything in in complete neutrality. And you know what I mean? Like, and there's a lot of that rhetoric around parenting that, like, you need to be neutral with your children because otherwise they're going to, like, you need to, like, break the cycle and, you know, you need to end the patterns of, whatever right and it just feels like a lot of pressure to get to this point of yeah of like neutrality where like nothing I am at complete peace with my experiences and my emotions and my reactions and like I just watch them float by like a beautiful cloud and
1: yeah no
0: I don't, I mean, no there's if anyone it, listening has figured out how to do that without like a lot of substances
1: well that's why we're constantly reaching for things that make us feel good and substances and foods and whatever but like I think about um, the feeling your feelings comment that you just said around like the, the only reason that sometimes I will make sure that I'm aware of that. Like when we're turning in dogs is cause I know that I will avoid feelings at all costs. I will not watch sad movies. Like I don't, I will avoid it at all costs. Cause I'm like, I don't want to be sad. I don't want to cry. So I will just, because I'm so uncomfortable with like the feelings of sadness bubbling up, I will just talk. I have to talk myself through it to be like, just let that happen. Just let that happen. It's okay but I don't do it every day. I do it when I know like something big is about to happen and I have a tendency to completely like shut down <laughs> and ignore it. But like, I don't do this every day. I'm not sitting, waking up every day, day being like, feel your feelings, feel gr-. Like I feel guilty that I wake up every day and I just kind of hit the ground running where people are like, before my feet hit the ground, I count for 10 things that I'm grateful for. And I'm like, I can't do
0: that. Good for you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like it's kind of the same thing. Like, right. It's just not for me. Good for you, not for me. So it's in the same zip code of what we're talking about.
0: Well, Joanna in the, in the chat just made a good comment too that like even this kind of push toward neutrality is maybe just another flavor of like toxic positivity where sure. even though it's pushing towards neutrality, it still is like just, you know, still trying to make a blanket statement about That's how you point. should perceive the things point. around you. It's not realistic, but I think that there, you know, there's so much dialogue or not even dialogue, so much just like commentary on the like healing and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it can be, it can feel sort of like, To have tried to get to achieve that or to get a feeling of that and just like have not been able to get there Mm -hmm. feels like, well, wait a minute, I want to heal. I want to yeah. like be at peace with my experiences. So I don't know. There's not an answer to that, that I don't think, but.
1: No, but I think that's a really good point. And thank you, Joanna, for bringing that up because that's what drives me nuts. When people come to me and they're like, well, I'm sorry for, some people will literally apologize. They're like, I don't know if my problem is big enough to talk to like waste your time type of thing. That's where we're at. That, like, because you think that, you know, whatever it is you're working on isn't as serious or isn't making you feel a certain way that you can't, you're not worthy of therapy. It's also every single person that I talk to just feels feels so alone, which is why I appreciate shows or podcasts or people who really lay it out there and are completely honest about their faults and the things that they're struggling with, because we have a long way to go. We still need to normalize how screwed up we all are in like the best possible way. (laughs) Totally.
0: And I think that a big piece of what I'm saying too, is like, I I know there are people out there who probably could really benefit from therapy, but have this preconceived notion that like therapy is not going to help me. And so I want to reiterate that I have tried therapy in many different settings with many different therapists and many different even like types of talk therapy. I've gone all the way from like the worksheet therapist down to the energy work therapist and everything in between before coming to these feelings of like, this is not working for me. And so, if you're someone who's never tried therapy before, like don't count it out just because it didn't work for Claire. And also what we right. always say is there is no minimum requirement for therapy. Like just the human right. experience pretty much yeah. qualifies you for therapy. If you think it would be helpful.
1: Totally. And I mean I work with people every single day that's just like they get so much from it and they have a lot to to process and talk through. And like when we were talking earlier about feeling your feelings, you know, I've am working with someone right now who's got so much trauma in her childhood that it's like it's not It doesn't feel safe to feel your feelings. You weren't raised in a place that it was safe to feel your feelings. So for people to all of a sudden be like, everyone just feel and appreciate. They're like, I don't know how to do that. I wasn't raised in a household where that was safe to do that. So like, this is totally tripping me up and making me feel worse. So it's very complicated. Everyone is super individual, but I also just want to like validate too, that we still live in a society that we feel like we have to have it all and perfectly figure it out. And now we're using therapy against ourselves to be like, oh, maybe therapy isn't for you. And there's plenty of other ways to explore or, or even just taking a step back, like keeping it super simple. And maybe it is something as simple as like, I just like nature and I'm just going to go like, you know, what did our parents do? My parents certainly weren't like going to therapy.
0: There's a couple of good comments in the chat. Somebody said, I think there it is healthier then stop crying parenting, like this sort of, you know, healed parenting approach. But Lots of times Mm. I feel so anxious about judging my feelings. It makes everything so much worse. And that is Mm -hmm. also really true that like it it kind of just flips the script into like something, another, a different way that you can do it wrong. I think that is very, very true. Back to like the positive, uh, the toxic positivity. Similarly, like somebody said, it's like body neutrality. In theory, it's great. But sometimes I just don't like my feet or my hands or whatever. Why is that not okay? Like,
1: Like are we so aware of how we're supposed to be feeling at all times? It's exhausting.
0: This is very similar to, you know, the like strong is beautiful movement that we kind of went through 10 years ago where it was like, okay, turns out coming out from that, we all realized that we had just set ourselves up with a different set of standards that the goal is to actually get away from universal standards that are not realistic for the majority of people, not to just change the goal post, but to just get rid of the goal post. I think that like there's so many parallels to that with the like therapy culture where it is like just another a different ideal you're trying to achieve
1: and i say this to people all the time too because i think there's this idea in therapy that they're like all of a sudden you're gonna be this like healed person and you're not gonna have to struggle as much i'm like oh no we're always gonna have to struggle i'm sorry to have to break the burst your bubble (laughs) But like, we're always going to have to deal with this. It's just most of it is telling people it's okay. Like everything that you're dealing with validating, like you should never have had to endure that. That sucks that you had to do that. Now here we are. Now what are you going to do? And the belief systems people have about themselves is horrible and very critical. We're all going through this really hard journey of like, it's hard to hear that. And I'm sorry to use the word journey because I know we hate that. But like, it is a hard path that we all have to go through. Like being a human is hard, is simple. It's just like, it just is. And so because we're surrounded with messaging of like, you, you should be this like enlightened being and people with like, you know, their perfect lives on Instagram still gets in there but... I, I really think we need to continue to be like, no, this is this is really hard. Martina says, on a serious note, like I like Joy's comment that it's okay to fall back on something that worked in the past. Sometimes trusting your gut is the best thing. Had a therapist tell me I should stop taking birth control and see if the toxic relationship I was in worked out? <laughs> I love that therapist and relationship. I went back to trusting my own instincts. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. It's almost like, that's such a good point. It's just like going to the doctor and them giving you a recommendation. It's so similar to like... Telling you know, my doctor saying you need to remove your thyroid, and I was like, no, that doesn't sit right for with me. That's it's the same thing. Like you have to right, trust. Like let gut. me
0: try some other stuff first.
1: Yeah, if like it, maybe like, going back to like something that really worked for you in the past.
0: Feelings are hard. Feelings
1: are <laughs> hard. You know what's funny though, I find myself saying a lot like in therapy because people will often judge. They judge anger and they judge sadness. They judge all the bad feeling, quote unquote, bad feelings. And I'm always like every every feeling on the rainbow deserves a seat at the table. Like it's just there. It's there like let's be nice to ourselves. Yeah. What did we like, learn from
0: the movie Inside Out? That exactly. you can't have a joy without sadness. If you try to take exactly. sadness out of the equation, your brain breaks.
1: Maybe you need to re- we bing all bing need bong to rewatch it into Inside. a pit. Yes. We Spoiler need to rewatch. Alert. We need to re- rewatch that movie.
0: I watched that kind of a lot actually. We watched it a lot in my house. But we always fast yeah. forward the Bing Bong part because feelings are hard. Ironically, no. we uh, fast forward through the sad part of Inside Out. <laughs> I want totally to feel the would have,
1: Totally would have done the same thing. This is why I, wa- I can't watch any movie with an animal in it. Everyone's yeah, like, "Go totally. watch this movie." I'm like, if there's an I animal,
0: can't sorry. do it.
1: Can't do it. Not I know gonna they're happen.
0: gonna. If there's a dog on the cover, I know it's because the dog dies.
1: Yeah, I so, can't do it.
0: Isn't there a no. whole website called like does dot com? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for people like
1: me, see, we're not alone. Every single, no matter who you are, there is a group for that. There's a support group for that.
0: Catherine, oh. just leave a comment in the chat. Take her to the moon for me. Oh. Oh.
1: My Wait heart back. just did like a no, – My heart just like, owie, oh. owie, ow, ow. 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 <laughs> 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 Ouchie. That's <laughs> uh, such a
0: good such movie. A good movie. <laughs> you guys don't know what we're talking about, Inside Out is a Pixar movie where the four main characters – well, the main character is this like young girl who's kind of like – she's 11 and her family moves to a different state and like uproots her from everything she knows and so really the four main characters are or the five main characters are like what are considered to be like our primary like our five primary emotions joy sadness disgust anger and fear it's just it's a very sweet movie if you haven't seen it it's It's actually so so wonderful
1: it's so wonderful worth the watch for sure yeah
0: a few minutes left um we have some exciting news which is that we are going to ireland we are not going to northern ireland so Catherine. i'm sorry we are going to Dublin and then we are going to the like Donegal, Sligo area and back to Dublin. So we were going to do like Belfast and go and like kind of do the whole Northern Ireland tour and it was just going to be too long. So we're going to be still like the Wild Atlantic Way sort of area, like northern, northwestern Ireland, I guess. And the reason we're prioritizing the area is because that's where the surfing is that Claire knows about. There is surfing elsewhere in Ireland, but this is the surfing that I know about. Yes. So we're doing other things. It's broadly going to look like a day – you fly into Dublin. You get a day of sightseeing in Dublin. Then we go over to the, like, Donegal-Schlego area, do some touristy stuff over there. I think we have a total of three days over there, three or four days over there. One of which is going to be like surfing and kind of free time. And then we come back and have our last day in Dublin and then depart from there. So it's kind of like a little bit of we're going to have more of like a base camp, which is how we've done our trips in the past where we just stay at the same hotel the whole time and like do little excursions in the areas of the different Mm -hmm. places we've gone. Yeah. It is really more based on like our excursions that we're going to do are going to be more like nature based and kind of like more ancestral Celtic history based um, which I'm really excited about. We do not have an official launch date for registration yet. We're still final, 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 finalizing everything. But we do have but a good amount of detail close, that we yes. can share. And I don't want to like be weird about it. I'm like we're going to, you know, we can't wait to tell you, but it's not final yet. It's final right. enough that we can give it's you. final some- enough. So just so that you can start, if this is something you seriously want to do, that you can start, you can save the date and you can, you know, check your bank account to see if it's going to work out for you. So the dates are going to be June 22nd through June 29th of 2024. So it's eight total days, but the first day and the the 22nd and the 29th are like, you fly in on the 22nd, you fly out on the 29th. Eight total days with like six nights are included. The price includes all of your lodging, about a little more than half of your meals. And then the majority of the, I mean, it's going to include all of the like excursions. The one thing that's not included in the price I'm about to tell you yet is surfing. So that's not going to be a huge increase, but keep that in mind. This is not the complete total price, but we're looking at around thirty-two dollars to $3,400, not including airfare. So I know that feels high probably for some people. It is high, you know, if, if for a, it's a big number amount. It was definitely, this is a more expensive trip than what we've done in the past. Part mm-hmm. of that is because it's Europe and not, you know, the last time like when we went right. to Costa Rica right? and that was a little bit less expensive when we went to Iceland. It was also like a very different economic time. But we kind of kept it like as pared down as we could while still making it feel like worth it for a really big trip overseas for most people who are probably going to do this. If you, if this is not overseas for you, you're still more than welcome to come.
1: Yeah. And we usually do a live episode too while we're there. Yes. So we'll try to make it worth every single penny. And like if there's anything more specific you want from us to do while we're there, I will serve you chocolates on your pillow every night. Like I will do whatever you need to do to make you feel yes. super special. <laughs> Um, And we'll do a – we usually do a very, like, intimate, private little uh, episode recording while we're there.
0: We can have a lot of people on this trip. So we can have up to 20 people, which is almost – I think for um, Iceland, we could only have 12. And I think for Costa Rica, we also could only have, like, 12 or 14. So Mm -hmm. that's going to be really fun, too. And the people – types of people who come on these trips are always so, so, so wonderful – yeah, it's we so have, much fun. We have a lot of solo travelers join us. We have people who come with friends. We have people who bring partners. If you are like, I want to do this so bad, but I don't have anyone to go with, do not let that hold you back at all because you will meet so many great people.
1: So many great people. It will be we're so like fun. a big group together. Like we're always just hanging out. So, like, you're fine and exactly. you can be my friend. Yeah.
0: Um, Amanda asked, Will there be activities if you don't surf? Totally. The surf lesson will be geared toward beginner, beginner, beginners. Like, we're coming into this as like surfing in Ireland is something that I am so, was so life changing for me that I just want other people to experience that feeling of like being in the water in Ireland. It's not something that you're gonna need to have any experience for. And in fact, the surf school that we're going to work with primarily does introductory beginner lessons. So even if you know if it's something, but if you were like, I am not an ocean person, I don't want to go in that water. No, thank you. Then we will come up with a separate activity yeah. for you to do.
1: Because I don't know if I'm going to surf. I mean, totally. it's far away. But like the other thing I was going to ask you, Claire, and I can cut this out, but like, um, could we have more than 20 people if more than 20 people sign up? Yes. Yes. Okay. Technically
0: speaking, we can okay. have. There is a cap eventually because we have. We're renting a bus. Oh, got it. <laughs> and like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. the bus yeah. eventually will get full. Sure,
1: sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah.
0: And then I just want to make
1: sure people like if we get a lot of people, if we get more than twenty. We are not going to like cut people out.
0: Right. I mean, eventually it, it will fill. Um, okay. But there's also the question just for the quality of the trip. Once it gets beyond twenty people, it gets really big, right? Like the group mm-hmm. feels starts to feel really big, and we want people to feel. The reason that we like having trips that are on the smaller side is because a huge reason that we do these trips is so that we can actually get to know people in our community. And if there's more people than that, it's hard for us to like have as much personal interaction with everyone as we want. And I think it's also easy for people to like feel like, hey, I, I came on this trip to like connect with these podcast hosts and I didn't really get to spend any time with you. So we don't want you to feel that way. We want to be able to connect with you, spend time with you. It's going to be great. We will keep you posted about when the the registration is going to go live. We won't gatekeep that. It won't be like a surprise. We'll let you know plenty of time in advance. We will toast about it on Instagram. We'll talk about it on the podcast. We will maybe even send an email. If you guys are uh, on our email list at one point in time, we still have your email addresses in mail.
1: We are going to bring that back. We'll bring that back. The other thing, just an FYI, so you can bring partners, you can bring, Scott is planning to go. There's always a chance that he could change his mind. In that event, you guys, I'm just letting you know, I would have an extra ticket to Taylor Swift. So I'm just saying. (laughs) Might be some lucky person out there that gets to be my plus one.
0: <laughs> so that's the other thing: is that this trip ends on the day of the Taylor Swift concert. Yeah. So, and the we reason we did it, the reason we did it that way, was because the lodging in Dublin around the Taylor Swift concert is so bananas that yeah. we wanted the trip to end on the Taylor Swift concert day, so that we didn't have to deal with the bananas like lodging and tourism with like everybody coming into Dublin that Friday Saturday even though we'll be like ending our trip in Dublin, if you're not going to Taylor Swift concert, you'll fly out on that Saturday of this concert. Please let us know if you have any questions. We maybe like we'll put up a question box on Instagram a couple of times before we post the trip so we can answer all your questions and concerns. We're very, 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 very excited.
1: Super great. The yeah. dates, can you say the date Yep,
0: for wait for it. June 22nd through the 29th.
1: 2024.
0: So excited. I love Ireland and it's gonna be the best. Whew, and I'm gonna wear I a mean, sweater and I'm gonna
1: eat that's- that's just a fun-filled episode. We talked feelings and not feeling feelings, and maybe feeling your feelings in
0: and Ireland, and, and maybe feeling your feelings in that. Ireland. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we could all just sit in a circle and cry together. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I will not the be pretty pur- sc- You guys, You can opt out of surfing. I'm going to opt out of the cry circle. <laughs>
1: the cry circle. No, that's so funny. Okay. All right. All
0: All right, right guys. Thank you so much for being here. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram at Claire underscore. You can find us online at joyinclair.com. You can email us. This is joyinclair at gmail.com. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week. Bye, everybody.